0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Brask, end zone shot. And Pitts got it. touchdown. Two defenders right there. And Pitts able to rip it out of the air for the score. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the
1: BetQL Audio Network.
0: As long as the Atlanta Falcons sit chilly at number four overall, the expectation is they will draft Pitts out of Florida at number four in Thursday's draft. It's Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker. This is BetQL Daily. Ross, we hit on some of the top names, especially the quarterbacks. Let's uh, talk about some other over-unders that are available right now at points PointsBet. And I want to go to the offensive line because there has been, been some movement here for the longest time people just penciled in sewell to cincinnati at number five and now it seems like the consensus has flipped that it's now jamar chase that will be joining joe burrow with the cincinnati Bengals. but uh the, the line the numbers here for the tackles you got sewell at five and a half and that is heavily juiced to the over so it feels like he's been slipping and then there's also Slater. Now that number has been dropping and dropping over the last month. It is now sitting at nine and a half. And some of the trusted mocks that I've been taking a look at, Ross, it, it, there was momentum for Slater to be the first offensive lineman taken. Now it feels like people have him sliding closer to the middle of the first round. What do you think about the tackles?
1: Well, I I still think Slater uh, as the first offensive lineman off the board is still a decent play. Um, now, look, when I first told you that it was plus six fifty, right? Now it's plus. Last I checked, it was plus two fifty, so it's not as good, and I don't think it's as likely. But he could still go to Detroit at seven, Carolina at eight. You know, those are still possibilities for Slater, and teams like that could elect to take him over Pensil. So I still like Slater at plus 250, but you're right. If, you know, the Dolphins made this trade with Eric Flowers and now people are thinking that that means they might want Penny Sewell. Trust me, it doesn't. It just means they paid (laughs) way too much for Eric Flowers and they're trying to get rid of him. I mean, they're paying him $6 million to play for Washington next year. So it was kind of a no-brainer. For Washington, based on how he had played there for them the year before, so I uh, I still like o- Slater as the first O lineman drafted, and then in terms of the draft position, I I still think Slater's. Well, let me let me pull it up again. So I like the over for Penae Soul. We're talking O lineman, yeah. five and a half. We talked about this a little bit. Last hour, but five and a half for Penny Sewell. I love the over there. I mean, it's Bengals or bust, Joe. Bengals or bust. And then for Slater at nine and a half. Um, man, it's, and it's juice to the under, too. I don't know about that one. I'd probably, I'd probably lean over now that it's plus 100 for the over as opposed to the minus 130 on the under for Slater.
0: Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking there, that at this point, if you're just jumping in today, if you want to bet on the Slater, since it's even money to go over 9.5, that's probably what you'd have to do. Uh, at cornerback, Sertan number is 10.5, juiced way under, minus 200 at points bet. They're basically saying what we think is the Cowboys are going to take him at number 10 overall. That's where most people have him mocked. J.C. Horn, the number is heavily juiced under 13 and a half? It is minus 334 over at points. Bet uh any thought? And it's okay to say that you don't you wouldn't bet this on either of these guys, but what are we thinking at cornerback?
1: So I got a question, Joe. Yep. Why wouldn't they just change the number to under 12 and a half then? A For JC Warren, rather than juicing it that much. Yeah. Um, I, I just find that interesting. you won't see any other over unders for guys. I mean none of the other ones are even in the 200s hardly, let alone 334 that kind of juice for JC horn um, they probably I, want to stop taking action on it is the real answer. <laughs> yeah I guess I like the I like the action I like JC horn under 13.5 and a half quite a bit. I think the Cowboys might take him. You know, there are connections there in Dallas uh, that's been noted. And I think there's also a chance that Sertain goes 7, 8, or 9. You know, certain could very easily go Detroit 7, Carolina 8, Denver 9. And so, and I think Horn could as well. You know, one of the bets I liked that I saw, Joe, uh, right. was – JC Horn to be the first defensive player drafted at plus 300. Because here's the deal. I saw somewhere. I can't remember. I was shopping around. I saw somewhere, Joe, where JC Horn was first cornerback drafted plus 150. Well, listen, if he's the first corner drafted, he's going to be the first defensive player drafted. I, I can't envision anybody goes ahead of these corners on defense. So... You can get J.C. Horn, first defensive player drafted, plus 300. That's pretty darn good to me.
0: Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, Let's hit on running back because I think that's interesting. So many people think that the Steelers are going 24 uh, at running back. We've talked about it on the show that it's probably better for them to address the offensive line. The Najee Harris number over at points bet is 28.5, but the one that has been moving Ross a lot over the last week is uh, Travis Etienne out of Clemson. That's down to 32 and a half. If you were looking, we talk about betting early, the NFL draft. If you were looking a couple of weeks ago, you could find that Etienne
1: number in the 40s. You know which one? I, I, I'm i surprised by that, by Etienne. That, that surprises me. I would probably lean to the over. I know some people think that perhaps the Buffalo Bills could take him. I don't think Etienne's going in the first round. Okay. And we'll see but I don't think he's going in the first round. I actually, you know, one of the long shots, I'll give you a couple long shots that I really like, Joe. One of which is Javante Williams, the running back out of North Carolina, to be the first running back drafted. People really like him, and he is really good. Now, I don't think it'll happen. I think it'll be Najee Harris. But I think if you want a long shot that has a shot, it would be Javante Williams plus 500 at running back. And then at linebacker, I've talked about this, you know, in the last couple of weeks, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa from Notre Dame. He's plus 500 to be the first linebacker drafted. Well, if teams aren't comfortable with Parsons off the field and they decide to go with Owusu-Koromoa instead because he's, little more athletic in space and more of a coverage linebacker, then plus 500, I really like that bet.
0: Yeah, that's not bad at all. I want to go back to running backs for a quick second because on some of these sites you can, um, as we mentioned, so many offerings, so many ways to bet this thing, you could take the top few running backs and say this is the order that they are going to go. You don't have to match them with the spot, don't have to match them with the team, but this is the order that they go. Is the top three going to be some order of Harris, ETN,
1: Williams, because there's a drop-off after those top three? Yes. Okay. I'd be stunned if it wasn't those three. I mean, maybe Kenneth Gainwell, but I don't see it happening. I think it's those three. Okay. Would you, if, if you had
0: to pick, I know it's a bit of a guess, uh, which order would you go in?
1: If I had to pick, I'd go Harris, ETN, Williams. Okay. But I think there's a chance that Williams goes first, and I think there's a good chance he goes second before ETN. Gotcha.
0: I, I don't think we, we said it officially. We are talking about Penne Sewell possibly dropping and Slater going first. But what do you have Cincinnati doing at five?
1: Well, I, I have them taking Jamar Chase unless Kyle Pitts is there. If Kyle Pitts is there, I think they'll strongly consider that. So it's obviously a trickle down effect from whatever happens with Atlanta at four. You know, I got to tell you, Joe, I've been thrown for a little bit of a loop by Kyle Pitts saying that the Falcons are taking or the first four picks are going to be quarterbacks. That, you know, that's messed me up a little bit because I really felt good about Atlanta taking Kyle Pitts at four, at five, probably being. Jamar Chase or Sewell to Cincinnati at six. The Dolphins taking the other one. But, you know, Pitts has kind of got me off my game a little bit by him saying that. Who says that, by the way, when they're hoping to be the fourth pick?
0: But, you know, I also saw Pitts say that it wouldn't surprise him if San Francisco took him at three. So I don't know. Maybe he's just a wild dude. He's just throwing things out there because
1: he wants to see how people react. Maybe that's the situation there. That is funny. I didn't know that. By the yeah. way, I call the high school state championship game, Joe, Micah Parsons against Kyle Pitts. <sighs> Think about how, that. How fun was that? Were they? Was he on him the whole game? Uh, no. Well, so first of all, uh, Kyle Pitts' team never throws the ball. They just, they just ran over Micah Parsons' team. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, it's funny. Micah was at the end. And Kyle was a tight end. So I should go back and watch that tape because they should have been right over each other a lot in the game. I think it's interesting, the Bengals, the, the
0: spot, because as I mentioned for so long, there was the assumption Joe Burrow coming off the season-ending injury, they're going to try to protect their franchise and Joe Burrow. That's the smart way to go. So everyone's saying, okay, Sewell's the best tackle in the draft. This is what they're going to do. If you were running the Bengals, would you go – Chase, by far the best receiver, address the tackle spot early in the second round, and maybe you get a guy like, uh, I don't know, Leatherwood or something out of Bama. Uh,
1: yes, I would. Yeah, I would. I would take, uh, I would take. Well, the thing is, is O line and wide receiver are both pretty deep, so they could do the reverse of that, they could take Sewell and then get a pretty darn good quarterback at the start of round two. I mean, start a pretty darn good wide receiver at the start of round two. I think the difference is you can get a very solid lineman, like an Eichenberg, from Notre Dame, yep. or Leatherwood, or Cosme, and not have to, and still not pass up, you know, what some people are saying is the best wide receiver prospect since at least 2015 in Jamar Chase.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, that's, that's what I would do. There is that clear divide between number one and two at wide receiver. And there are a couple of really strong tackles, as we all know. But, yeah, that's exactly what I would do. And you keep your quarterback happy by doing that. It's Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker. This is BetQL Daily. We'll continue to talk about the NFL draft. We're going to bring in the Hall of Famer Dan Pompey from The Athletic. Uh, He wrote a good story uh, at The Athletic the other day about this draft, breaking down these quarterbacks and what he's hearing around the league. So we'll hear from Pompey next. Keep it locked into the BetQL Audio Network.